welcome to the new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. I am your host, Camille, and again, I am joined by my friend, Kayla. Um, we are talking about week two of Hallmark Christmas movies. We are going to be talking about the first two in a batch of four. Whew, I, I honestly, hey, Kayla, I don't know if you would agree with me, but I feel like Hallmark really, really hit it out of the park first week where it was like, this kind of was like a let I felt let down with the quality of the movies that happened this week compared to the quality of movies that happened last week with the exception of one of them. Um, I was felt, I was like, I'm kind of bored watching. (laughs) I don't know how to I don't I don't agree with that because I actually really enjoyed surprisingly um, the two movies that I thought I was like oh this just sounds fun not really I I was I actually surprisingly really enjoyed especially Christmas Sale which we will be talking about the next time I I had like zero access because the promo for that movie I was like. I don't, I don't get it. It's about boats. Who wants to go, you know, on a boat during Christmas? <laughs> Depends on the climate. But this is also like Northeast, even more like, no, I don't want to go on a boat. Yeah, okay, never mind. Northwest, Portland. It was Portland, right? But yeah. Yeah, it's kind of rainy and cold anyway. Um, <laughs> And then, like, at Christmas time, it's going to be, like, freezing cold and rainy. But, um, yeah, no. But that one was actually a big surprise for me. But anyway, we will be talking about that. It- I will I will be watching it. Uh, you, we recorded this podcast Monday, so I'll be watching it on Tuesday, and it, where I would normally be watching The Resident. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... The two movies this time around is um, Christmas in Harmony and uh, Coyote Creek Christmas. Christmas in Harmony stars Ashley Murray and Luke, Luke James, Loretta Devine, and Michelle Williams. I have to say, this is, I think, the first movie I ever saw on Hallmark Channel where every single person was blind. <laughs> like, there was like, I was just sitting there going, Agreed. Wow, like literally all black people. And one of my friends, Dara, said, I thought I was watching BET instead of a Hallmark movie. And I'm not even complaining. I'm like, I'm not complaining either. They've had all white cast up for many movies. So like, yay, <laughs> the total reverse. Anyway, um, what did you think of this movie? I like the music. Yes. I like the music too. I love it. I thought the plot was a little slow. Um, they did they didn't nail it with um not there not being snow on the ground. And, and, and down here it doesn't snow at Christmas time. So I was like, well, thank you for not making it unrealistic. We just don't get snow. Like like the western part of North Carolina does get snow it depends on where this town was but the western part of north carolina because it's in the mountains yeah. does get snow at christmas time however um depends on what area but down here in south carolina 
we don't get snow in December. So just saying. So I thought it was realistic. I was like, at least they didn't, you know, try to make it look like something it wasn't. Well, someone said that if they made it snow in, in, in North Carolina, at least it would be Hallmark, like, recognizing that black climate change is happening. <laughs> <laughs> just no, I'm just pointing out from perspective of, of knowing what it, uh, the climate in, in the Carolinas and yeah. having lived here my whole life. So, yeah, just pointing it out. I have to say, though, that um, I, I, one thing that I totally was surprised at is this movie, the script, I don't know who wrote the script, I, oh, what I was, but I do know that Hobak did a big oops. <laughs> they wrote, they spelled the director's name wrong. <laughs> another podcaster who was the one who pointed it out like hey Hallmark you know big no no <laughs> this is not a good look for you to like especially on a movie with a all-black cast and the guy is a black um, director who is you know like um I guess he does what are those called um short films small films short short yeah short films yeah he does short films and stuff. He's pretty popular in doing that. And he does documentaries too. And so it's like, this is not a good look homework for you, you know. But anyway, uh, what was I trying to say? The other thing that I was surprised at when watching the movie is a lot of the dialect isn't AAVE, which if you don't know what it is, it's African-American vernacular English, uh, which is pretty much like, black English, black people, yeah. the, the, the language that they speak. And I know I'm good. People are already mad at me about bringing up race. God have mercy on Jesus. But there's a reason why this is a speech pattern, mostly for black people. And it, that is because for hundreds of years, they didn't go to school with white people. <laughs> exactly. So they had to me- like, and and this is a bit, uh, like even to my parents' generation. My dad lived through integration yeah. here in the South. So um, my dad, who is yeah. sixty three years old, okay, yeah. this is what I'm saying. How how recent this is? Yeah. Um, until so, you hear the stories, you, you don't truly know yeah. what it's like to live through it. Yeah. So like. For if anybody comes on here to tell me that I'm making it about race or whatever, this is like there's a historical context to this as to why this is black English, mostly because if you want to if you want to complain about why am I making it about race, well complain about the people hundreds of years ago who separated black people from white people and did not give them the same education. You know, it goes back all the way to slavery because yes. education wasn't, um, you know, allowed for slaves. So anyway, they had to like break their own language. So hence AAVE. But anyway, yeah, this movie was pretty much in AAVE. Like there was no 
Um, I mean, I didn't yeah. have any issues understanding no. it. I guess because I live in the South. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. And then also this was set in an AME church, which is an African Methodist Episcopal church. Again, for those who want to complain that it's about Black people and race or whatever, there's a historical significance for that, which is Black people weren't allowed in white people churches. They had mm-hmm. to create their own church, hence AME. <laughs> exactly. And also the church music is Black gospel music, which again... But it was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I know. I want... I wonder if Hallmark is going to release that song. It, that was... That was a... Oh, that was just gorgeous. With um, the Christmas star show or yeah. whatever show. I really want to uh, like have that song somewhere. Ashley Murray, first of all, for those who don't know, Ashley Murray, uh, well, I didn't know this until I Googled her, but um, she played Josie in Josie and the Puss in, um, she was like, her character was sort of, a part of the Bay and Josie the Pussycats in Riverdale and stuff. So she she was she's a singer. Um, Luke James he's currently on Broadway right now. He has a Broadway show called Thoughts of a Colored Man. Uh, Michelle Williams is obviously Destiny's Child. Yeah, and know who. And I and by the way, Destiny's Child they had a Beyonce reference right in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's had a Jefferson's reference yeah. with the whole moving on up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, and then Loretta Devine, she was one of the original Dream Girls on Broadway. So, yes, these are all yeah top 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 notch actors. Singers. Yeah, singers and actors. I honestly, my 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 biggest complaint about this movie was there wasn't enough singing like i wanted more singing <laughs> <laughs> what you wanted to turn into a musical like yes. a musical where they just break out in the song why not <laughs> i mean i wanted, i wanted like i don't know i wanted more audition tapes where i could hear the choir sing forever i wanted like you know, hallelujah going on all throughout the movie. <laughs> you know, I, you know what I really wanted? I wanted, I was like wanting this to be like sister act and sister act two kind of thing for Hallmark. <laughs> you know how like that is? I, that's what I wanted. I wanted like la 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 <laughs> it wasn't a musical but you know it had music and stuff and more than one performances though i do have to say if they if that choir came to my house singing car- caroling or whatever i'd be like okay how many songs do you have in your repertoire and can you stay <laughs> the only thing i did notice and i i I guess I saw other people point out that the audio was off from the video. And that was the one scene I noticed. It was the caroling scene. Yeah, they did have, um, I guess, I don't know why they do this, 
why do they do this? Like, why do they like pre-record songs or whatever for the act to sing? You know, lip sync or whatever. I, 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 think I, it I guess because they want the audio to sound perfect and the, but here's the thing. They can just give them a microphone and let them sing. Yeah, they're going to sound perfect. Because they can see. <laughs> but like I because like I guess because I'm a, a video editor and stuff, and I've worked a lot on trying to sync video to audio and yeah. make sure that all that syncs up. There had to be a better way for them to sync that up, you know? Yeah. Um sorry, but that that's like I guess because I'm an editor, I a lot of other people notice it too, but as the editing perspective and the technical part of it, uh, that was that wasn't something I noticed. Yeah. But anyway, so with this movie, they we we were jumping around. But um, what's her name? Harmony. Which the the running joke on Twitter about the title is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Someone was like. I, I someone said it. I I didn't know I should say this, but if you're gonna have a movie title called Christmas in Harmony, your main character should not be named Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I, and I'm sitting there going, what, what, what? Where do you guys get this from? My my brain wasn't even thinking like you guys at all. But I mean, yeah, she should have at least had a different name than Harmony. <laughs> I'm just glad the guy's name isn't Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that would have been even worse, yeah. That would have been a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> that, would have, that would not be a Hallmark movie. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, so anyway, the story with Harmony is that she worked, she worked for like this studio thing at, um, in New York, Subpar Sonic or something like that. Anyway, she, um, thought that she was up for a promotion, but the boss was like, no. You know, uh, we're not doing it. The whole, the boss scene with her in the very beginning got on my nerves. Especially when he was like, I pulled you up from all that. I loved how she was like, no, I pulled myself up. <laughs> he didn't know. But yeah, I love the feminism from, from her. I love oh, that. Yeah, definitely. And then, the, why, why do the bosses always have to be church? In some of these Hallmark movies, huh? Some of these Hallmark, <laughs> no, some of these Hallmark movies, they always have in the Hallmark work. movies. Yes, a lot of them are are jerks. Yes. Yes. I'm like, why? Anyway, um, <sighs> Jesus. Uh, so she goes. So she goes back home to North Carolina to see her mama. I love the fact that she calls her mom, mama. I love how she says mama too. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> and um, her mama is played by Loretta Devine. And she's like 
you know, sneaky. Because <laughs> first thing that she did was sort of like um, weasel Harmony into doing, being a choir director for the um, Hallelujah Choir. <laughs> holiday, 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 holiday. This is going to be a a hard, this is going to be a tongue twister. Holiday, hallelujah, chorus. (laughs) Try saying that like five times fast. Um, Anyway, that's, so like, um, Harmony agrees to do it, even though she wasn't at first a fan. And on her way to, um, the audition, she's carrying a bunch of pies that her mom, her mama cooked, and that's when she runs into Luke, um, Kyle, Noah, who is played by Luke James, um, and they kind of like run into each other, literally, <laughs> bump yeah. into each other, and stuff. Pies go fly all over the place. They go see the choir, and that's when they find out that both of them have been volunteered to be the choir director and stuff. But yeah. And then I have to say the very first thing off where they were at the, the pastor or the deacon's door or whatever, I was like, yes. <laughs> but yeah, and then so they hold the auditions for the choir. I felt so bad for them. <laughs> Because the voices that were really bad for the auditions anyway. And so they um they chose their solos or whatever. And then um there was a side, there was a character named Felicia who Harmony um thought was all over Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Your reactions to it's like it's so hilarious how these women keep saying that I don't like him, I don't like him, but then, like, when they see another person hugging on that guy, your face says otherwise. <laughs> yeah, there's, that's, that's called jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, we are actually going to be talking to Felicia on Wednesday, so that's who we're talking to. Her, the actress who plays Felicia is Tia. Her name is Tia Streety. Um, anyway, so we're going to talk about working, you know, how it, what it was like to hug Luke James. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, they go, they do, they do rehearsals or whatever, and magically the voices actually sound good. Because during the auditions, they didn't sound good. And yeah, I was sitting there going, they give us these auditions where they're crappy and out of key and, and then oh then they put them in the choir in the in the back part of the chorus and magically they sound beautiful i'm like if they sound off key there they're gonna sound off key here believe me i've heard an off key choir okay this is why i wanted a sister act thing because remember when the sister act where she like had them like sing together they gave them their keys and you know what I mean and then they had the uh, the soloist stand up and like she like pushed on the diaphragm to get her to sing 
better. I wanted that scene <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> Something like it anyway. But yes. So anyway, they 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 find out that the church building it the lease is about to be over, right? They're gonna sell the build the church building. A, but for them to um, save, you know, to keep the building or whatever, so they have to pay $10,000, which is, I guess, like 5% of the sale price or something. Anyway, um, the problem was that the HHC fundraiser... Um, had never raised that much money before. Yeah, they, the most they ever raised was $3,200. So they're like, oh, what are we going to do now? So light bulb goes off and, Mel um, you know, Harmony goes and calls Melody Star, who is played by Michelle Williams. It goes, hey, look, we have this great choir. You want to hear? <laughs> With the phones, Michelle, he I mean, Melody hears it and goes, yes, I'm totally be beat down there, which never happens in real life. No, <laughs> no, you have to be in good with someone that's famous before you get those kind of strings pulled. <laughs> Trust me, I've tried that before. <laughs> but um, anyway, she she's like, yeah, let's do it. We'll do it. Then they raise. You know, they're, they're advertising for Melody to come and people are excited and they're like wanting to go to the um, concert now and stuff. But then, um, you know, I guess she got stuck in New York because of... Um, A blizzard. No, yeah. And she, Melody wasn't gonna be able to go. So who's gonna be taking uh, Melody's place you know singing her song or whatever of course harmony but harmony's like i'm not a singer and you know then i i i know i keep bringing up sister act but when she said sister act i wasn't a, i wasn't a singer i kept um i literally wrote down something that Whoopi goldberg said on sister act too she said, if you wake up each morning and all you can think about is singing, then you're a singer. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there going, like, if all like she's a singer, even if all of these record producers or executives are telling her she's not a singer, I'm like, first of all, are these people deaf? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and honestly, it might have been, and I hate to bring up race but it could have been a, a touch of racism involved as well and yeah. i hate to say that yeah so um anyway that is what is um but she because there, there was nobody else who can sing the song she um uh, how many ended up having to sing it even though i i'm gonna ask tia this when we talked to her, I, I imagine it must be hard for her to act like she couldn't sing the song. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that girl could sing. I mean, we did, we were, 
you know, when she was part of the choir or what I was, you could hear the notes that she was reaching in the background. So yeah, mm -hmm. she could she could have probably sang it solo. So she was it must have been hot. Can you imagine asking somebody who can sing not to sing? <laughs> to act like yeah. they can't. To to purposely act like they can't sing. Yeah. I mean, like that that must be hard to do. So anyway, um Mish Melody, that this is when we find out just before um the final performance, the whole story with her dad. Her dad had died um, soon after, I guess, she moved from North Carolina to- Yeah, yeah, very soon after. Yeah, but before, and the plan was um, for Melody and Kyle to go to New York together. The day that Kyle was supposed to meet her at the airport, her dad intercepted him and was like, look, you know, you might be distracting her. So why don't you just like go next year <laughs> and stuff? And he he was like, fine. And I'm saying to her, like, why are you doing this? <laughs> and then there's this snow globe thing that Kyle went and bought for Melody that he gave to her dad instead. And her dad gave it to her, acting like it was him giving her the snow globe. And all this time, Melody thought that it was her dad who gave it to her, not knowing, you know, Cal was the one who did it. And I'm sitting there going, why don't you tell her? Why don't you tell her? Why didn't you tell her? And the moms say that, you know, I kept a promise. I'm sitting there going, he died. Can't you like break the promise by now? I'm sorry. At what at what point? I would feel really guilty knowing this secret that your child and, and just see your child go through all this heartbreak. She was brutally heartbroken. She was like, "No, I don't want to see him. He hurt me. He never showed up." And you know, she's blaming him for being a, a bad boyfriend or whatever the case. And not keeping his end of the deal. And, and her mom knew the whole time. I'm like, um, no, no, no. I, I'm kind of glad my parents don't keep secrets from me. <laughs> I would be so brutally mad if something, something, one of them had pulled this crap. <laughs> so. At what point, though, do you, I get it that she, the mom kept, had made a promise to the dad. My question to you is, how long do you keep the promise after a death? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, because he's like, he didn't want him to go because he thought she, he was going to distract her from her dreams of being a singer. But you're saying, she never really conquered that dream. So yeah. that him not going didn't really affect her ability to chase that dream in the first place. Yeah. Matter of fact, I truly, because he's like, oh, she's just going to be there supporting you and all that stuff. No, this girl had the feminism to be able to, to handle chasing her and, him, and he wanted her to chase her dreams. Yes. I mean, he was, that was very supportive thing. of it. Very, very, like more supportive than the parents, apparently. <laughs> That's what it seems like. <laughs> Boyfriend, more supportive of the parent. Um, oh my God. 
anyway, th this is why the theme of these two movies, and you will find out later when we talk about Coyote Creek, Coyote Creek Christmas, is sucky parents and misplaced anger. <laughs> that is what I call this, the theme of these two movies. <laughs> Perfect title for a podcast. All right. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. Sucky parents and misplaced anger. Damn. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so they, they get, they go to, they do that, you know, harmonies like don't talk to me after this performance we're done or whatever, right? So she goes, so they go to the performance and they the choir sings beautifully. Melody hasn't showed up yet. <laughs> you know. Which, by the way, just so um, some people aren't aware, like she got snowed in, right? And then yeah. apparently she just magically appears. By the way, it is like, uh, it's almost like half a day, if not more, drive from New York to North Carolina. It takes hours upon hours to get down there driving. So, um, unless she like left like the same day she said she couldn't come and yeah. everything, yeah, it's the timing like really had to like line up perfectly. So. Uh, but yeah, so Melody didn't show up yet. So when the choir got done, the choir only sang one song. So I mean, like if Kyle did not write this song, they would have only it would have been one concert country. <laughs> but anyway um so kyle so Melody, kyle starts playing the intro to the song and that's when we hear the beautiful gorgeous singing voice of ashley burry that girl that girl can sing i swear she needs to put that on in a single or something like who do we have to talk to in hallmark to get some of these music, some of the songs that they feature in the movie and like a sing, um, an album? Do they still do albums? <laughs> uh, some do, but like, even if it were like just a Spotify stream, I mean, people yeah, would- on a playlist love, or something. Yeah. I mean, people can, would love that. I would love to have that Christmas star play on like my- of Christmas because like I have a playlist of like Christmas music that plays and uh, during like late November in December and yeah so yeah like would you can you imagine having that song added to your Christmas playlist I would yeah. totally do it say with um you know the song that Luke McFarlane song last year. <laughs> Yeah. Even though people didn't like it, I'm like, well, I liked it. I actually like that song. Anyway. But yeah, Hallmark, uh, if you're listening to us, uh, and I know that The Resident has done this. They have a playlist for the music that's run in the show. Mm -hmm. Y'all need to have a playlist of the songs that y'all put in your movies on yes. Spotify. People would eat that up. Yes. I'm surprised that they haven't yet. They that they don't have like a, some kind of CD out of Hallmark Music. They yeah. should definitely because don't they did they release music CDs right or they did? 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would be that would be something that a lot of fans I think would eat up. But um, but yeah, the song was beautiful, and and then and then so then ma- the song ended. Melody came, you know, late. <laughs> He's saying the the jingle of the bells, which I think is really pretty. Carol of the bells, yeah. Yeah, Carol the Bells. Oh my God, I have flashbacks from high school choir. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do choir, I did band, but it was well, well aware of how to play that song on a clarinet. Uh, oh my God, that is the only song that that I sang in choir that like I hated being a soprano. <laughs> really hated being a soprano even though the, the rate is it's funny though because this is supposed to be like a random performance not planned or whatever so, you know they were not planning on her singing carol of the bells but magically everybody knew the arrangement to the song <laughs> and went to play it and how to sing it and they even had dance moves yeah, I'm like, dang, you could have at least sold the you know randomness of this performance better. <laughs> but um, anyway, Christmas, the the boss calls Harmony and it's like giving her praise, and she's and he's like, he, hey, here you get the promotion now. Whoever the poor guy, poor person who like was offered a promotion just a week ago. It's not kicked to the curb because they're giving it to the And she's like, uh, no, thank you. I'm a, I'm a senior and I'm going to go chase my dream. And she had to have a wake-up call to realize that her dream isn't being chased. And um, I do have to say, though, like, <laughs> Melody coming in there going, here's $250,000. I'll just invest in you. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know Hallmark, Hallmark is fantasy and it never happens ever, ever. <laughs> you know, things happen in Hallmark that like, you know, is beyond reality, but that's yeah. beyond reality. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody just drops a quarter million dollars and goes here. I'm invested. Yeah, I don't even <laughs> think some of these big time, like, singers that made it to the, the big leagues you know they don't I don't even think they start with an investment of $250,000 a lot of them had to work their way up from like especially with country singers their way up from like these honky-tonk bars in Nashville <laughs> just to get seen so yeah no it's not realistic anyway um the last note that I'm going to give to this movie is the kiss sucked. We didn't even see oh. a kiss. <laughs> oh, like usually you're like, you hear the music and you see the kiss and it's all, like, there's just, there was nothing there. There was no kiss. I'm like, where was the kiss? Mama interrupted them. So she hit that note. She did something. She, she said something. Hallelujah or whatever she said. And like, they, they didn't get to kiss. There was no kiss. I was like, damn it, Mama, couldn't you like hold off with your singing for like five seconds? 
Five more seconds and let them kiss. Yeah, there was no kiss in this movie at all. Zero. Which is a rarity. Hallmark is known for at least having that one kiss right at the end. And, uh, no kiss. Nothing. <laughs> okay, so uh, what what do you rate this movie? And out of the four this weekend, where do you put this? Um. Well, I haven't seen one of them, so I haven't seen one of them, so I can't see that, but I can't rank them, actually. But yeah. I will give the star rating just for this movie, and um, I'll, I'll say it was about a three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say three and a half as well. Most, like I said, I, I like the uh, singing. I just wish that I had more singing. <laughs> <laughs> No, I thought Chucky. It. I wanted a sister act movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I did. I wanted. I wanted some variation of sister act, and it did not. Even if it. Even if it wasn't all nuns, he could have worked something out. <laughs> the second movie that we are going to be talking about is Coyote Christmas, which stars Janelle Parrish who played Paige Parker. She was an event planner. Um, Ryan Pavey, who's t- who played Dylan Bailey. He worked, he owns a company with his brother called Bailey Brothers Development Company. So I guess they kind of like buy buildings and they renovate them or do something with them. <laughs> and Ashria Dalvin, who plays Noah Bailey, he is Dylan's son. And oh my god, that little boy is so cute. I swear he's, he's so precious. He's still the movie. Okay, we don't we like let me tell you guys something. I think there are three movies that have had children. <laughs> um Christmas in my heart, Christmas sale, and Coyote Christmas, I so far, and all three of them killed the roles. <laughs> like totally stole the scene. Everyone talks about the kids afterwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, this out, this actually out of the four was the one I was most disappointed in. I did not. Like oh yeah, that. I mean, I was. I was disappointed because it looked really good in the like the previews and things and, and yeah. then I was like this isn't like I was impressed that they highlighted the actress's heritage her background yeah. her um, mom is um Chinese and just like um Janelle's and her dad is white just like Janelle's um family also dynamic yeah I really liked that part of it um sorry and also they had a lesbian couple in the Which, movie. yeah, I was like, I was like, that that makes me happy seeing the LGBT representation as well. So, but like storyline wise, I was a bit confused. Okay, so what happens is that Paige is an event planner, and she, you know, I guess it's not a happy event planner. It's <laughs> <laughs> not being fulfilled anyway. Yeah. So she goes home to Coyote Creek, Chris, Coyote Creek, 
um, where her family owns the inn there. And which someone pointed out um, the, uh, it was, uh, it, it, it like was a perfect Christmas joke that I didn't get till the next day. So I'm going to say it later. But, okay, so her family owns the inn at Coyote Creek, right? And they usually throw a Christmas party, a Christmas Eve Eve party. Because they don't, they don't throw the party on Christmas Eve. They throw it on the 23rd. Anyway, so she's, she's excited to go and like, you know, help out with the party or whatever. But her family like tells her, hey, look, we're not doing the party. <laughs> so disappointment, shock, whatever. And it was so hilarious though, because I know it's a small scene, but when she walked in the hotel, the main thing that she pinpointed was there was no Christmas tree in this one area of the lobby. And I'm sitting there going, turn around, there's a Christmas tree right behind you. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there thinking like the same thing, like there's a tree there, there's a there's Christmas decorations all over the place. There's a whole garland up the yeah. balcony. Everything. Yeah, I mean, everything but that one tree. Like seriously, in my house, the tree was like, there was one tree in the whole house, okay? Yeah, but like but- she... She had to have her tree in that one corner. I'm sitting there going, like, there's a tree right behind you. If you, if you want a Christmas tree that badly, move that Christmas tree in that corner. <laughs> most hotels are not done. Up, like, if I've stayed in a few hotels around Christmas time. And most of them have one little tinky, dinky tree exactly. in the lobby. Exactly. Who has two Christmas trees in, like, one small lobby? The lobby wasn't that big. <laughs> <laughs> to need two Christmas trees, but the bad girl needed her Christmas tree in that corner for some reason. <laughs> anyway, her family, like you know, um, have been are like tra- have been traveling around the country or whatever, and they want to retire, I guess, and sell the inn, um, but they don't. They don't tell the daughter at all. Poor girl has no clue. And so they contact the Bailey Brothers Development Company and um, Dylan gets sent down there, even though he was on his way to the Great Canyon. It was like, hey, look, check out this inn. You know, they want to sell it. We can buy it from them or whatever. And if we do it and these, um, we can like, I don't know how it works. Um, they were trying to make it some type of like luxury resort. And, yeah, but yeah. it's like th- this Myers National Property thingamajig. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> like, I guess they. I guess the brothers want them to be invested, and for them to invest in the company, they have to show what they can do with this hotel. Or whatever. So anyway, Dylan goes down there with his cute little son, Noah, who has this thing of like the word of the day. I swear he reminds me of me when I was a kid. You remember when they, <laughs> we had those SAT words? Mm-hmm. But you had to study. <laughs> yeah. Guys, but I was really good at spelling as a kid. So yeah. 
No, the I'm boy's not even going to okay. be a genius when he grows up. I am going to tell you that right now. The boy is going to be smart when he grows up. He even called his dad doofus. like I don't think I would be allowed to call my dad a doofus but um he would be like watch your mouth but you know a little bit a little bit respect to the the parent but of course I live in the south where respect your elders is like mm -hmm. paramount yeah so anyway um Dylan goes down to scout the whole inn or whatever um they didn't expect him really till January, but his brother sent him. So he goes and, you know, the parents ask him to not say anything to anybody. Which is red flag. So anyway. Paige comes Again, back. A case, a case of bad parenting. <laughs> I know. Remember the theme. Sucky parents <laughs> with Miss Fixinger. <laughs> Keep the theme going here. So, um, <laughs> Paige comes back from hanging out with her friend or whatever. So she's like, "We are gonna do this Christmas party." And her parents were like, "Okay, fine, let's do it." Which shocked Paige because she, I guess, she had a whole speech planned <laughs> to try to persuade her parents to do this party, right? And so the she was, the parents were like, okay, so what's going to be the theme of the wedding, of the party? And they do a planning session, of course. And um, the theme that was decided was Christmas, Christmas around the world. Yeah, like different Christmas traditions and <clears throat> from different countries. Yeah, and, because they have international guests in there. Yes. In, yeah. mm-hmm. Which shocked me because I'm sitting there going, y'all attract international guests (laughs) okay i mean i understand like the rocky mountains are kind of like a tourist destination especially the closer you get to like the grand canyon um but and i guess they get these people get to see snow and stuff at christmas time um but then what like what if the father daughter obviously is father daughter because the guy looks a lot older than the woman um is icelandic that's like the home of snow <laughs> during Christmas time. And yeah, was- I mean, yeah. I don't know why you would want to spend Christmas in, in Colorado when you get Iceland um, and get, I mean, Europe is the epitome of, of what I, when I think of Christmas villages, the, you know, the, yeah, the one, like, yeah. What is, what? <laughs> So yeah, I don't understand that either, but <laughs> that's like that's like getting spaghetti living in Italy and getting spaghetti at the top restaurants ever in Italy and then going to like Olive Garden in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. <laughs> but I mean, no offense to Olive Garden or whatever, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I know I get what you're saying. You get authentic Italian food and you come here to the United States and you get what's supposed to be brand authentic Italian, but it's really not. Yeah, it's just not even comparison. No. Anyway, no. so um, Dylan and Noah kind of no, no one kind of like you know keeps wanting to hang out with Paige 
and volunteers should help with the party, like volunteering to, to pick out the tree, that one tree <laughs> that Paige wants. And not only did it have to be that, like, in that tree, in that car, it had to be, like, a particular, Perfect. like, a size, shape, everything. I'm like, she had, girl, like, a list of... Down in it's, I mean, I know all I love Christmas trees. Believe me, Christmas is my favorite holiday. But there's like a tree's a tree, you know. It, it, as long as it doesn't have, you know, half its needles falling off the backside. <laughs> Here's the thing I don't understand. Okay. Like, okay. I've always had fake trees growing up. So I, I guess because. As a child, we did have a real a tree um, up until my dad remarried. Yeah. Um, and I have a few Christmases where our Christmas tree came from being ch- cut down by the side of the road. If yeah. It was a Charlie Brown tree. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I have a few memories where Christmases were tight. And um, but as my dad worked his way up into his job, he had uh, we got better trees. So. Yeah, but I don't even understand what makes a better, what makes the best Christmas tree or whatever. Because I'm but like, I don't understand the differences between the trees. They all look the same to me. You know what I mean? I mean, a Christmas tree is a Christmas tree. Huh? I mean, I, 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 to me, a Christmas tree is a Christmas tree. Yeah, there needs to be, it needs to have, you know, the needles don't need to be falling off, obviously. Uh, it need, doesn't need to have sparse branches in certain areas. I get that part. But, like, it's a tree. And, you know. Yeah. But she had her particulars about that one tree. What was it? Seven foot tall, inch long needles. And I was sitting there going, it looked like she even had a tape measure with her. I don't know why she had a tape measure with her. I understand measuring the height because sometimes the Christmas tree might be too tall or whatever. But, like, seriously. (laughs) <laughs> and she even like test drove the tree but hey which i which i do think is a great idea if you want to like you know make sure that the branches or whatever are uh strong enough to hold a ornament you should be able to test it out right right so uh and she's I- right you don't want a glass ornament shattering because believe me i've seen it and it ain't pretty <laughs> oh my gosh that's too funny anyway so she got to tree and we also had learned about marmots which is an animal i never heard of before i honestly thought that thing looked like a beaver i'm like is it a beaver yeah i was about to say it looked more like a, a beaver or something and i we have beavers here so um i was like yeah that looks like a beaver it, it, it looked like a toothless beaver because you know the beavers did ha- have those long teeth. Mm. It looked like a beaver, but just no long teeth. <laughs> That's all. So anyway, they have the marmots, which is sort of like you go and hide the marmot or whatever. So then when you find it, you add a particular clothing on it and go hide, go hide it again. So that's pretty much it. Uh, the story with the marmots, I'm not even going to go there. But I do wonder, like, if the animal of the town is marmot, why coyote? Yeah, I mean, they call it Coyote Creek. I'm guessing the river was called Coyote Creek. 
that runs near the town or whatever. But but animal should have been a coyote at least. Yeah, a, a little bit misplaced, especially considering like this guy, the founding was like this guy ran off the coyotes and he didn't even know he'd done it. So. So anyway, um, yeah, we find out that um, Noah and Dylan are like, you know, likes to travel around the world. What about road travel? I don't. We didn't hear anything about traveling around the world. And Noah not only is a, um, what is that called? Not only is a word connoisseur, but he also is a um, cameraman. He likes to take pictures. <laughs> he's, a, he's an amateur photographer. I know. He, he, he's, he like, he, his dad kind of teased him about it. I don't remember what it's called. But anyway, Noah also is a cookie lover. So it's <laughs> so cute. I think we can all relate to the cookie loving. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Who doesn't love cookies? Especially <laughs> Christmas cookies. Right, seriously. I know. I love cookies. Um anyway. I I love I I, I love Noah. Y'all like I love Noah. Anyway, um so <laughs> back to this party. Paige goes to the library to find books about the different traditions um, all around the world for Christmas or whatever. And she runs into Dylan and Noah there. And when she gets back to the inn and you know tells her friend, "Oh look, I want to. Um, these are all the traditions that we should incorporate into the party." The friend goes, "Well, why don't you go ask the guests what the traditions are?" Yeah, like the chefs like. Why don't you just ask them? Yeah. Because <laughs> so you know, food at Christmas, like the strongest, some of the strongest memories I have at Christmas time are the food. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like the food are part of a culture, especially around a major holiday, is a big deal. So yeah, talk to the people about the traditions of the food or whatever in what culture. And I like that they highlighted that in this movie because it's different in every place. Yeah. Like we had um, posadas, and then there was this guy who had a, I don't know what country he's from, but he had a, um, he told a story of a cat that ate kids. What <laughs> 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 a cat clothes, I'm sitting there going like, what does that have to do with um, Christmas? I, that sounds scary. <laughs> and, um, that sounds more like a Halloween story than a Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a weird uh, country. And then they also mentioned fried chicken in Japan, even though that sounded more like KFC, the way they were talking about bucket chicken. Yeah, they were talking <laughs> like, I, yeah, it sounded more like they went to KFC, which by the way, they have in Japan. They have KFC in Japan. Obviously. Yeah. Um. That just sounds like they just go to KFC and get chicken for Christmas. <laughs> hey. But anyway, um, this is where the, um, the other love story happens is that um, Quinn is um, Paige's friend who also works for um, the inn. 
and she has a crush on this musician, Mia, but she's kind of like shy <laughs> and awkward. What's her name? Is just like, oh, you're so cute. I want to have, you know, and but she's too shy to ask her on a date and a little awkward too, <laughs> which I think most of us are. When we have yeah. I always tell people that usually people I have a crush on will never know that I have a crush on them because I will never. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm pretty good at hiding that stuff. That's for sure. Yeah. And so this is the Dylan. So while all this, oh wait. Yeah. While all this party planning is going on, remember Dylan is there to like, scout out this hotel and like you know draw plans for what he's gonna do with it when they buy it or whatever. And part of that is also looking at the financials of this end and he's like at a loss because he's like y'all are successful. Y'all are making money. You're making good money. Why are you guys trying to sell this in? And I'm the parents are like, look, we just wanna, you know, move on with our lives and I have to say this this is a this I was so um happy for Dylan I was so like I like was really happy because Dylan was the one who had like his head on straight he was telling his parents you need to tell Paige like it's not my place to tell her she's over here excitedly planning this party or whatever. And you guys haven't yet told her that this is the last party, you know, um, in this end, what are you guys going to tell her or whatever? But yeah, she, he goes in, you know, calls them out and I would have done the exact same thing. (laughs) Um, And they do finally try and sit Paige down and tell her that they are trying to sell the inn, but Paige assumes that they were going to tell her that they want to retire and offer her the inn, right? So she was like, yes, I'll 100% do it. But then, like, there's her shop, like, oh, that's not what the conversation was supposed to be about. And when Dylan and Noah come in or whatever. So again, they didn't tell her. The only time, the only way that Paige found out that the inn was being sold was because Dylan's brother called the hotel asking her, asking for Dylan. And he was like, you know, I need to talk to Dylan about the prices of the hotel and it being sold or whatever. And Paige was like, oh. And that's when um, she confronted Dylan. Like, why didn't you tell me? And again, this is where I'm like, girl, why are you asking Dylan? It's your parents. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just the he's just doing his job. I mean, and his parent her parents are the ones that obviously, I mean, I obviously they were just afraid of hurting her. And if they're that afraid, something's off. Yeah. And also, I mean, like, why are you? Why are, you, why are these people taking the, letting, I mean, like, 
he should have just said, look, it's not my job to tell you. It's your parents' job. If they didn't tell you, why didn't you get mad at them? Why are you mad at me <laughs> and stuff? Because it was just like, I don't know. But anyway, what is even worse is the parents didn't tell the employees. Yeah, they didn't tell these employees that they've had forever, like loyal. And yeah. yeah. That's their job. Like, you could have told your employees, hey, look, you might need to go look for another job because we're selling this in. We, we don't know what they're going to do. The new owners are going to do with the hotel or whatever. And the employees got mad at Paige. Like, hey, you forgot about us. You know, while we're planning for this party, we are forgetting about us. And I'm sitting there going, like, your boss is in the middle of selling this in and didn't tell you. Why are you mad at Paige? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, she didn't, Paige didn't know. But the fact is, she's not your boss. Her parents are. So, yeah. Yeah, don't be mad at her. Everybody has, like, anger issues and is getting mad at everybody else. But the people that they're getting But the people they that, that deserve to be mad at. So, yeah. I, I, I didn't understand the employees' um reaction towards Paige like she didn't forget about you she just didn't know the news so why are you mad that she forgot about you huh? <laughs> and stuff but anyway um, they told everybody in town that the inn was being sold so everybody in town comes running to the inn and wants to stay but like the inn is full and so, like, they have, Dylan has this brilliant idea. Lamping. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, like, only because I, I grew up raised by a man who believed sleeping under the stars is the best thing in the world. That would never happen in our house. I slept in a tent, but it was, like, primitive, Okay. With a sleeping bag that could handle frozen temperatures, that's but about he, it. But, like, this glamping include a heating source because... I think I it includes electricity and heat, yes. Okay, because I'm sitting there going, like... And water. Who would, um, <laughs> who would want to, like, go glamping? And maybe some type of permanent and- toilet. it wasn't permanent it was like pop-up tents because they didn't have you know the truck coming up so there was no permanent or anything i don't know how they could have got electricity in those pop-up tents (laughs) since again this wasn't a permanent because when i think glamping i don't think tents i think motorhome yeah yeah Yeah. you know where i'm going with that no that's not that no yeah, but it wasn't one of those mobile homes or whatever. And you're, if you're in if you're in Colorado at Christmas time, it's brutally cold. <laughs> yeah, on top of the Rockies. These, yeah, this is where the these, these people get like negative twenty degree temperatures in December. Okay, that's Fahrenheit, by the way, for people who are in other countries besides the United States. Yeah, it gets really cold out there. I have my my stepmother has a good friend. She lives in Colorado, and they get snow from like Thanksgiving all the way up to like May, and it gets brutally cold. So this is the this is where the joke is that one of my friends said she was like, 
This is the most original Christmas story. The inn is full, so they make people sleep outside. <laughs> and I the story of the birth of Jesus. Come on, people. <laughs> 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 How have I not heard that before? <laughs> the inn is full, so they had to find another combination. Outside. That, and, that's when the click for me. Yeah, that's when it clicked right there. <laughs> that's why I kept calling it an inn. But yeah. So, um, well, at, at least nobody that we know of was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, <laughs> and they didn't, they didn't get, um, you know, they at least had warm tents and did not like, you know, sleep in the barn. Give <laughs> birth in a um, stable. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> anyway. The party goes off without a hitch or whatever. Everybody's, it, it looks like uh, they did, I did at least see some Japanese geisha figurines in a party. I also saw uh, some, a pinata. So they did throw in some of the traditions that the guests were talking about earlier in the movie, which was nice. I did not see any cats, so that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but um... <laughs> anyway, um, Dylan and Noah leave, I think, the next day, right? And... Um, Dylan is like, you know, still trying to figure out how to save the end, I guess, <laughs> or like not not change it too much, because uh, Paige is under depression and they're gonna like tear down the end, right? So finally, um, she goes outside and she sees the statue of the marmot, you know, and. That's what the marmot is holding the piece of paper and it's a drawing of the inn and that's uh, Dylan comes and he tell, proceeds to tell her that this is the picture of the inn that they plan on doing or whatever and she's happy and he, they, they, the inn will be um, owned by the brothers or whatever and they offer for the they offer her to run the inn, uh, right? And I'm sitting there going like, and to plan the parties for it because she's a party planner, huh? And because she's a party planner, yeah. so I let her plan the parties and stuff for it. Yeah, but I mean, like, could you at least offer her to be a partner with you for this inn? And yeah, I since it's her family's inn. Yeah, right. Like, why did you? Because the way she sounded, the way he offered it to her, he's like, here, work under us and get a job with us. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. Anyway, um, so um, Dylan is going to stay around and help 
oversee the inn or whatever. And mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen with the employees. I guess they're going to stay around, but I mean, like, it's going to, they're not going to have a job while they're constructing the inn. So, um, I don't know. But yeah, his, they have a they kiss and they make up and be it. The the it's pretty much the traditional ending to a Hallmark movie. Well, at least like for kissing. once, I would actually like to see like yeah, have the kiss, whatever. But I would love to see them for once, just you know, not do it as, as traditional ending to a movie. We did a not traditional ending at Christmas in Harmony where we had no kiss at no, all. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that might at least have been I'm happy that there was a got. kiss. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But yeah, I was like, yeah, they were trying to to play the romance a little bit with between them. And we got we did get the the LGBT storyline, which I really liked. I thought it was really yeah. cute. But like we we never saw her get mad at her parents. No, she should have the she was mad at the wrong person. <laughs> Everybody was mad at everybody else but the parents, and they're the, the parents are the ones who owned the hotel and screwed up everybody. So yeah, um, as much as I wanted to like this movie because the promo made it look good, uh, I, I I have to say I, I give it about three stars. I did not like this movie. I mean it like... Um, this is a really disappointing movie. I'd have to say it was like, the only thing that I liked about this movie really is the kid. He was like the savior. Yeah, he, the he was adorable. Yeah. He was adorable. He was adorable. He's cute. We should, we should, uh, like all the, all the kids this year so far, I'm like, I want to see them in more Christmas, in more movies. They're so Not just cute. Christmas, but in other movies. Yeah. yeah. They're, they should definitely be in more movies. I think that they're, they do a really good job and they keep up with the adults and everything. And Asriel, the kid, the um, child actor who played Noah, he was old. He's only seven years old. So like he, can you imagine what more he can do when he gets older or whatever? Yeah, exactly. So he, and that's a good year, like, to start learning things like that's a, just a really good his movie. mom said that he's been doing it since he was four and this a little behind the scenes the script was actually the audition the call for audition or whatever you call it open call open auditions whatever was really for like 11 year old the script was really written for like 10 to 11 year old that's how old um, Noah was supposed to be even even though I could I can't really see Ryan Pavey having a ten year old kid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, the audition actually was originally for Azriel's brother, but Azriel auditioned as well and he got the part. <laughs> so oops, brother. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, he definitely. Definitely, kid is the star. But yeah, two for me it was like two and a half stars. 
it was a bore. It was boring. It was um, the LGBTQ storyline, the lesbian couple, was nice and stuff, but it wasn't enough to make the movie good. No, uh, the best, uh, seriously, Adriel was the best best part of the, yeah. the movie, and I hate to say that because I wanted to like it so bad. Yeah. And it reminded me way too much of Right in Front of Me. Right in Front of Me was a movie that came out in March, I believe. It stars Janelle Parrish and Marco Grazzini. Marco Grazzini was um, one of the first people that I interviewed as well. And it was set in the same hotel. It had the whole same kitchen, (laughs) background, everything. I mean, when um, the chef and, and Paige was having their little scene in the kitchen to uh, in Coyote Christmas, it really, they had a similar scene in right in front of me. <laughs> it was like very much the same and stuff. So it, it, also, it just both starred Janelle and they were both, released in 2021 i don't know i it was just giving me too much deja vu (laughs) okay so um the next podcast that will be out is actually going to be an interview with um tia streety which who was uh who played felicia in christmas in harmony and then after that, it will be the two, the podcast will be reviewing Christmas Salem, The Christmas Promise, and then um, Azriel Dabin's interview will be out as well. So yeah, this four, four podcasts this week is busy. And, and um, we're, we're very grateful not to have a podcast for the resident on top of all this, because <laughs> um, the World Series is preempting the resident this week so it's another week where we're kind of glad that we're not having to layer both podcasts at the same time um yeah, yeah the podcast is, is we are busy 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 these this um this christmas season um also so several things have happened this week number one um we ended up starting a new Facebook group called Hallmark Movie Fans for Diversity. I'm probably going to change the name because that's too long. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty much a lot. I've noticed that a lot of Facebook groups silence voices, especially when it, they want to celebrate representation in Hallmark movies or whatever. Um, and they talk too much about GAC. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so I decided, you know what? I don't want to keep fighting with these admins about why my post is getting deleted when all I want to do is talk about, like, you know, the black people in Christmas in my heart, <laughs> whatever. And so I was like, you know, I'll start my own and. I will have people in there who is like-minded as me, you know, wanting to celebrate diversity. And so, yeah, the link to the 
Facebook group if you want to join will be attached to the podcast. Also, so I made the news. <laughs> <laughs> A tweet you wrote <laughs> made Which it I did to not a news article. Huh? I said it was a tweet you wrote that made it into a heavy.com article. Which I did not expect. But yeah, no. Um, what happened was earlier I referenced the blogger that has the naughty and nice list, right? Someone had posted screenshots of this blogger and started asking people, like, where are all the actors who, who claim to be LGBTQ allies? How come they're not speaking up and saying, you know, like, denouncing this or whatever? Pop Campbell, who recently starred in The Santa Stakeout last week, mm-hmm. which we love. We love that. We movie. absolutely love that movie, yes. The only reason why we didn't love that why it was ranked number three was the other two was like the bomb. <laughs> Doesn't mean that Santa Taste Stakeout wasn't the best. It was it, it was it just, phenomenal, but yeah. It just yeah. aired in the same week as two more awesome movies. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, Paul Campbell came out and was like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm, I'm here and I'm supporting it. I'm effing tired of this nonsense. Direct quote. I got, I got, Someone got mad at me for saying the whole word. And I'm like, I'm just quoting it. <laughs> so anyway, so I tweeted him and I said, can you promise, make a promise not to work with GAC? And he said, I, just like everyone else, um, is keeping a close eye out on the content rollout for GAC. And if I don't see any um, significant kit inclusion then no I won't be working there so Paul came out saying that um Emily Allerup also came out saying that it that that bit it did the article didn't include my tweet but it the conversation with Emily was started because of me because I tagged a lot of other actors it was like hey you guys you guys claim to be LGBTQ allies, you you know, I've seen you post support about it. When are you guys gonna like say something? And at first Emily was like, don't that does it us not being in their movies say, you know, say enough. And it, and one of my friends was like, no. I mean, sadly, it just means that you haven't been offered a job yet, <laughs> you know. But and so Emily was like, you know, yeah, no, I 100% agree with Paul. So yeah, there are at least two actors right now who have publicly claimed that they won't work with GAC unless there's um, inclusion, which based on Bill Abbott's ah. history <laughs> doesn't exist, <laughs> you know, it's like, We've seen the, we've seen what is, what he's capable of and stuff. We actually, um, actually posted a podcast in our Facebook group from two years ago where um, the podcast host confronted Bill about it, you know, because one of the podcast hosts was lesbian and he was like, she was like, 
when am I going to see myself in your <laughs> Christmas movies? He tried to like make all types of excuses about writing scripts or whatever. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But you know, anyway, that's so again, that article will also be linked to this podcast if you want to check it out. But yeah, so Paul and Emily at least is has made their stance with um, GAC Mill. So I hope more actors come out and say it too. Yeah, um, I'm very disappointed because, like, at one point, GAC was a channel that was strictly for country music news. So I knew exactly what it was the moment I saw the name. Uh, And to see it go in the direction it's gone in is kind of disappointing to me as a country music fan. Well, I never knew who the, I never watched. But originally, it originally it aired they aired country music videos and yeah. they did what CMT does, uh, which is the other country music. and CMT is very inclusive. They even have a openly gay man hosting their top twenty countdown. So, <laughs> um, so if you're a country music fan and, and you're disappointed in that, um, you can go watch CMT. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm not a country music fan. So. But I'm just pointing out for people who knew what that yeah. network used to be. Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So anyway, that's about it for this podcast. Um, anything else you want to add? Um, I'm really excited to see them branch out and just showing uh, people with on the spectrum and with disabilities and and their movies and especially since we're both disabled um yeah well i mean you yeah and, and authors approached you asking if you i'm want too to busy her. i'm uh, way too busy god i would have cleared out a day but like what do you want <laughs> i'm way too busy right now oh my goodness but yeah um but uh the reason why i bring it up is because november is epilepsy awareness month so um, the Epilepsy Foundation, if you want to support bringing, doing research for the, the disease that has plagued me pretty much my entire life, um, go, donate to the Epilepsy Foundation. Send me the link to it and I'll put it on the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, epilepsy Awareness Month. Um, they fight for finding a cure for epilepsy. Yeah. So. Send me a link and I will put it on the podcast. Notes. Okay. So that's it for us, and we'll see you guys later. Bye.